0: World Wide Web, four (laughs) subscribers. (laughs) Okay, Okay, I'll start. Um, I'm Sarah, for those who don't know me here. Um, First, I just wanted to say that just like the Israelites were commanded to remember how the Lord provided freedom from their slavery out of Egypt, I too am commanded to fear God, remember the gospel, and be thankful for what God is currently doing in my life. Um, according to Psalm 78 and many other passages, I'm also called and excited to tell the works of God to you and others so that you might set your hope in God and keep his commandments. So I grew up attending church with my mom and dad. Um, I didn't have any siblings at the time, and my parents divorced when I was in fifth grade. Uh, I went to live with my mom full time with visits to my dad's on the weekends, thankfully my parents continued to bring me to church with them. And from the different churches I attended, I remember two things. One was the emphasis on the sinner's prayer, and another was my time in a Wednesday night group called Awanas. Um, I was taught that reciting a specific prayer would give me salvation and eternal life. I remember multiple drives home from church where I was sitting in the back seat and I quietly would ask Jesus into my heart. Um, And I said it multiple times because I didn't think that it worked the first time, so I just kept doing it Um, later on when the thought would come up I just reasoned with myself and became convinced that the prayer did work and that I was a Christian Um, growing up after that I surrounded myself with rebellious peers who were like me at the time and I just did whatever I wanted I dishonored my mom and manipulated her to get my way and I viewed my friends as more important than my family members. Um, From my habitual recklessness I was continuously in trouble with the law and I wasn't involved in church so I eventually stopped going altogether. My main idols were friends and boys and a growing desire for security acceptance and love and ultimately the end goal was to please myself and worship. Of myself. A few years after high school, my guilt started taking a toll on me and I started going back to church again regularly. Um, this made me feel better about myself and helped me with the guilty feelings that I had been experiencing, but my hypocrisy kept growing. At this point, I decided to do something with my life and join the Navy, um, and it's by the grace of God that I was even accepted into the Navy back then. Looking back, I thought this was going to be my savior, I thought it was going to bring me good success, purpose in life, and contentment, and that it was going to grant me the dream of traveling the world and getting my college paid for. <clears throat> before I left for the Navy, someone suggested to me that I should get baptized. I have been going to church, so they told me that I should have it as a security like before leaving to the military. Um, I thought about it, and I had said the sinner's prayer multiple times, and I was going to church, so I didn't continue to think about it much longer and decided to get baptized. Um, Sadly, the church that I got baptized at didn't really offer me any guidance or ask my testimony at the time. Um, And I went into the Navy, and my life didn't change at all. I still kept living the same way and in my heart, I was still bound for hell and it was an enemy of God. Um, Then once I was in the Navy, I had more outlets for my sinful pursuits And I think I was like Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, I had money, a good job, and a good job title, and fun experience of traveling. And whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my hard work, and this pleasure was my reward. That's Ecclesiastes 2.10. And like my childhood, I continued to do whatever I desired, and I became angry when I didn't get my way and then by the time um, I was in the Navy for four years and when I was almost done um, I started going to church again on and off one of my close friends started asking me questions about God and And I didn't really have answers for her. I didn't know how to defend my faith at the time. um, And I didn't have any encouragement to give her. So after this, I was thinking about that and realizing that I didn't have her answers. So I stopped going to church again, and I deleted people on social media that I was friends with that I was going to church with at the time because I didn't want them to see that I was living a double life. Um, because then being a sailor didn't satisfy me and it didn't give me enough meaning I decided to get out of the Navy and move to Hawaii to pursue a college degree and looking back I was thinking that this is a dream place it's going to give me everything I want in life it's the most beautiful place in the world and I will find happiness here so I began pursuing a meaningful degree of social work And it was self-ambitiously because I wanted to make a difference, but mostly for myself. So after a few months of living there, um, I was enjoying God's creation and I started to wrestle with the thoughts about my purpose on life or purpose for life on earth. And I had always enjoyed being out in creation and in nature and I was living out like Romans 1. I knew that there was a God just by looking at creation, but I wasn't giving him honor or thanks in my life. And I remember thinking one day while driving that this can't be all there is in life, just like living and working and having fun and then we die and that's it. So um, I was just having those thoughts and I was having fun while I was there, but I was still feeling empty and lonely and discontentment and longing for more during these few months when I was there, my grandpa started reaching out to me and started calling me a lot, kind of like how my friend did a year back. And he started asking me about God. And again, I didn't have any answers for him or any hope or any encouragement um, because I wasn't a believer. So because of my, And because of my sin during that time, my selfishness, I didn't even call him back. I would just text message him. So um, a few months after this, I was in the middle of my first semester at school, and I received news that my grandpa died. I was shocked and regretful because I hadn't been talking to him about God, and I immediately went to church to find comfort. Um, I began to look and to think long and hard about life and death and eternity, and after evaluating those things, the Lord opened to my eyes that I wasn't a believer. And... Um, if I would have been the believer, I would have been able to offer him some kind of hope, just like my friend a year before. So, for so long, I was living a double life that I had tried and tried over and over again to leave behind. And- and I was committing to going to church um, and not realizing that the commitment wasn't about going to church it was about committing and surrendering and confessing my sin to the Lord who bore the Father's wrath for me and I had been incapable of breaking free from my sin for all those years and deep down I loved it too much to count the cost of following Christ so <clears throat> Looking back at my time when I was in Awanas, when I was younger, um, I had learned memory verses like John 3.16 and the Romans Road, and those seeds from my childhood were becoming clear to me with the death of my grandpa during that time. Romans 8.28 says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So God used this hard event in my life to get my attention and draw me to himself. He gave me the ability to repent and truly believe in him and the the love that he has for me through Jesus Christ. I had been searching for love and purpose in all the wrong pursuits and people, and yet God was rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved me. Even when I was dead in my sin, he made me alive with Christ by his grace, the greatest, most satisfying, meaningful gift of salvation. Because of my state, I never would have decided to follow Jesus on my own. He specifically prayed for me, and he bore the wrath for me as he humbled himself to the point of death. The working of the Holy Spirit in my life changed me and continues to change me, and my desires now line up with the will of the Father. And After the Lord saved me, he lovingly put Chris into my life, and we pursued Christ-likeness together as new believers. And in his perfect timing, he brought us to Arizona and then brought us to NCC. And ever since then, we've felt the love of Christ through the church ever since. I'm still amazed at how much the Lord has grown me over the past years. Most importantly, he has freed me from the chains of sin. And the Holy Spirit currently gives me the desire to um, have victory over sin and to work on killing my sin and depending on him for it. Even though I still struggle, he me to recall scripture um, when times when I'm desperate and really need it to renew my mind and he willingly provides understanding from his word. Praise the Lord because I can say that my search for contentment is finally over. I now know that my satisfaction and fulfillment can only come from God who created me. And I can truthfully say that I have joy in life and the biblical role that he has given me. Now, because of still having my sinful nature, I still go through periods of discontentment and other sins. But thankfully, the Father sees the righteousness of his Son instead of my struggle with sin. and he provides the help that I need as I seek to please him and trust him with it um, now when I begin to head down the path of discontentment or other sins it's only by God's grace in my life that I recognize and respond and can evaluate my feelings biblically And with the work of the Holy Spirit, I can put off or confess idols in my life and pride and can come to the conclusion that I should be the most humbled because of what I actually deserve is death and hell. And as I depend on the Lord and his promises, I can put on thankfulness during these times for all the blessings that I have in Christ. And when I experience loneliness or hardships, I can sometimes feel that nobody can relate to me in my circumstance. But I seek to put my mind on Christ and the suffering that he faced on my behalf. He is the one who can truly relate to me more than anyone else. I wrote down Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, because it brings a lot of comfort to my soul. And it says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need the questions that i have been pondering as a rebellious non-believer have been answered through the character of god and the gospel of jesus christ and as james 4 says our lives are truly just a mist our lives on earth appear for a little time and then vanish and it's god himself who sustains our breath for each day in the short life that I have on earth, my reward is no longer the pleasure that I get by seeking my selfish pursuits, but it's in my inheritance in heaven with Christ, and it's my pleasure to serve him now. My advice to you guys would be the same as Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12:13 to 14 He says, the end of the matter is this, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil.
1: Guys, if, uh, some of you don't know me. Uh, my name is Chris. Um, this is my lovely wife. Um, but like Roy was saying a little bit earlier before this, um, getting to share uh, your testimony is a great thing, um, especially with uh, with the church, uh, with you guys. Um, we we really enjoy this. Thank you for taking your time. I know you guys didn't know that this was going to happen, but but we thank you for coming. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity that I get to um, talk to somebody about what the Lord has done in my life. Um, usually at work, uh, I kind of work by myself. And uh, nobody's nobody's asking me to to tell me um, what I have hope in and and why I talk about Jesus. Um, so this is a great opportunity. <laughs> and you guys are here until your parents get you. Um, and so um, and then and then being able to at least uh, as a as a married man, um, being able to hear my wife share her testimony is is just really special because then I get to. I get to see god 's work in her life i 've seen it throughout the years and and that 's what you all should come to love about testimonies as well. When you, when you watch a baptism or when you listen to testimonies, that's, that's what you're really doing. You're, you're not really watching or listening to somebody share um, just how they stopped doing X and now they're doing A. No, you're, you're listening to God actively performing a miracle in the life of an individual. Um, turning a, a dead spiritually dead individual into a, a new life that's that 's a miracle. Uh, we might not be speaking in tongues and um, raising people from the dead but but God is still saving people um, so when you guys hear testimonies um, listen and, and and just be encouraged uh, well. My name is Chris, like I said, and uh, um, I grew up in in the California area. Um, There's really probably pre-Christ about four kind of stages of my life. Uh, First, um, I'm adopted, um, so my real mom had me when she was uh, 15. so as i 'm as I 'm explaining this i'm i 'm kind of marveling at god 's providence and in, in how a, a fifteen year old could give birth to a child and then and then the child could be in and out that would be me would be in and out of the grandma 's house and on the streets and just kind of back and forth and so when I look at those first three years of my life i 'm um, always amazed that that God protected me and preserved me um, when uh, most of the time that those kinds of things don't happen or um, Not good things happen to the child um, I then went into a, a foster care home at three so from three to five. I was in a foster home uh, the foster home lady was, mom was, was really nice. Uh, I had a great time there. Um, I only remember really, really special things and uh, really thankful for my time there. Uh, when I was five years old, my uh, adopted parents, and, and from here on out, I'll just call them my parents, um, but my parents adopted me. Um, so I went to go live with a uh, uh, um, uh, her name 's Claudia, and his name is rick and i didn 't have any siblings um, but but the Lord placed me into a family that that attended church um, so so from an early age, uh, around f- five years old, um, I started attending church with my family. Um, and and for those who are here and who don't know, and and, and I'm not saying this uh, sarcastically, but, but I was not born a Christian. Um, I was not, um, you know, uh, in, I didn't inherit any Christianity when I became adopted by my parents. Um, so the Bible teaches that, that I was um, spiritually dead. Um, I didn't have the ability to respond to God or I wasn't sensitive to Him, so... So when I started attending church, I just, kind of like you guys, I I just attended church. Um, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I really, really was thankful for my time there, um, but, but I was not a believer. Um, similar to Sarah, I believe around the age of five, I remember my mom talking to me about Jesus and and forgiveness of sins and I remember sitting on her lap and and praying the prayer also um, and if you had asked me then uh, from then on out uh, I would have told you that I was a Christian uh, so so at five years old six years old I would have I would have considered myself a Christian um, so continuing living life, and uh, I even attended a, a Christian school, um, so from second to eighth grade, I attended a, a, a local city uh, Christian school and and had a lot of good friends, and, and so, you know, pretty much for, um, you know, a lot of those early, early years, um, you know, the, the really only... Like externally um, you know obvious sins of my life uh, was was arguing you know with my parents, um, pretty much had an unteachable heart, um, whether it was with my parents or at school. Um, I just couldn 't be told that I was doing something wrong and and if I did get told that I was doing something wrong, I, I was always quick to either blame shift or or just not be accountable for for my sin um, Around those years, I started uh, getting really into sports um, so I really kind of just threw myself into into basketball um, all kinds of sports um, I loved studying it I, I would I, I would wake up early you know my morning devotions was uh, sports center at six o'clock um, so that was my, my quiet time um, you know nobody else was up and and it was my quiet time with with my with my gods um, <laughs> um, and so so as I started playing more basketball uh, you know I was able to kind of get the hang of it so um, I started developing which was already in my heart but 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 being made more evident through basketball um, was just this uh Obvious glaring pride. Um, I thought I was the thing. You know, I remember telling random children at the beach. To remember my name seriously we we were building a we were built yeah maybe and they're still watching ESPN to, to, to find my name um, I remember building this this wooden house on the beach and I was telling me you you, you got to remember my name you have to I'm, I'm gonna be in the NBA it's a sure thing and I pretty much held on to that um, for about till about eighth grade um so so during that time just just really into sports um really really uh a a lot of pride just 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 if i were wearing shades and sunglasses you know i saw through the lens of me and what i could accomplish and what i could do um so a lot of other things kind of came out about that. Um, as my intensity for <clears throat> for sports grew, um, just started developing more um, hatred in my heart towards uh, whether it would be um, you know uh, players or you know even outside the basketball court. Um, you know as I started getting into high school and 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 having friends and and now we kind of like the same girl. Um, So developing a lot of hatred there already. Um, While that was going on, um, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. Um, I had a great time with my mom. Um, I always loved being around here. Um, But my dad, he uh, was the authority, and I chafed at that. Um, Anything he tried to tell me, I just thought, you're too strict, you just don't know. Um, You don't know what I can do, what I need to do. just too old school um, so so a resistance towards authority um, along with pride was was some of the main um, domineering kind of sins, um, again, not super external um, arguing with my parents and arguing with others that that was quickly um, pushed away once I learned that that I didn 't have to get in trouble if i just didn 't say anything. So, so instead of getting angry and and having an outburst of anger, now I just pretty much shut down and just would, you know, pretty much like like Proverbs 18:1, the, the 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 man who who separates himself seeks his own counsel. Um, so I got really good at that, um, especially with 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 um, older people who I didn't really care for their input into my life. So by the time high school came, um, kind of still um, doing the same thing. I'm still attending church. Uh, my mom actually was working for the church. So I was always involved, um, but this was really only like, I, th- I think I really only thought about God on Sundays, Wednesday nights, and when we prayed at lunch. And then pretty much outside of that, you know, I, I wasn't... I wouldn't have said I hated god um, but but my actions and my heart would have said otherwise. Um. The Bible says, Romans 8 says that that the mindset that is on the flesh is enemies with God. Um, that's a mindset. Again, I, the things I was doing wasn't horrific. Um, I would have been considered a, a nice kid. Um, but on the inside, um, I was at enmity with God. And because I couldn't do anything to Him, uh, I would just take it out on either, again, my parents or... Or, um, friends um, it's really interesting I was thinking about this the other day and this popped in my head And I actually shared my testimony in high school at the at the high school Bible study and I wasn't a believer um, which I think is just really interesting I, I was trying to think about what I was saying I, I know I mentioned um, the adoption part but 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 to summarize, um, a lot of my life before Christ, I was just a hypocrite. Um, I knew how to say the right things. I knew how to do... The right things Um, here's some like some of the things I would say some of the, um, you know, resolves I would I would do because of of my attendance to church and and participation in camps. You know, I would say, uh, you know, I I really want to marry a a Christian girl. You know, I didn't really want a girlfriend, um, but I knew I, I need to marry a Christian girl. Um, I knew I wanted to save myself for marriage. Um, that was just something that I just wanted to do. Um, I also knew that that swearing was bad and and so all these kind of uh, um, external applications like like putting on makeup or or like the word hypocrite right I was just wearing a mask um, but I thought I was fine like that 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 is what was so deceitful is. Yes, I I wanted to indulge on my sin, and, and, and by God's grace, my parents were, you know, somewhat preventing that. And so, for the time being, I could only indulge on what I could get my hands on. But it was still enmity towards God, because I'd go to church on Sunday, I'd go to church on Wednesday, I later on got baptized, I said the sinner's prayer. I gave a testimony. I did a a study through 1 John with with one of my uh, junior high pastors. And I just kept thinking, yeah, this is just what Christians do. You know? Um, I had... The only guilt I had over my sin was just getting caught. I hated getting caught. I always got grounded. I hated getting grounded. Sometimes I wouldn't mind. I'd practice my my free throw shot like I would lie on the ground and, and shoot the ball um, but, but if you could apply one word to my life before Christ it would be a hypocrite just a, a flat out saying one thing and doing another thing the hypocrisy didn't end after high school um, outside of my family outside of the common grace of God now I had the freedom to, to do what I wanted to do Um, so, so there was a a good period of time, maybe it was like, uh, so four or five years outside of my parents' house, uh, prior to entering into the Navy. So when I was 24, 25, I entered in the Navy, um... Really, I entered in the Navy, I wanted to become a firefighter, um, and so I thought you know this would be a, a really good step. Um, I wasn't really doing too much i, I was responsible you know i had, I owned an I rented an apartment, I had jobs, I uh, was going to school um, again i I knew how to be responsible and civil and even attend church. Uh, when I, when I needed to. And, um, but, but I thought, no, I just need to become a firefighter. Um, I was just consumed again, going back to pride. I was just consumed about my identity. This is what's, this is what's going to fulfill me. This is what's going to make me who I am. If I'm a firefighter, people are going to start noticing me. People are going to start respecting me. Um, you know, I was, I was, idolizing my my parents uh, view of who I was Um, you know I was I was tired of everybody kind of um, wondering what I was gonna do with life so so firefighting it was but in order to do that, I had to go in the navy. So, um, so in God's providence, I, I uh, entered into the navy, and uh, and and that's really kind of how we met. She, she, we attended the same boot camp. Uh, we didn't talk during the navy, um, not because we weren't allowed. We just really weren't ever near each other. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I went to the navy uh, as a as a, a medical provider. Um, so spent spent five years in the navy. The the first part of my contract was in San Diego. Um, and there, uh, I just the the government basically paid for me to do uh, whatever I wanted to do, to to satisfy the like the Bible says the 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 lusts of my flesh. Um, um, whatever I wanted to do, I do. I did. Um, it, if you haven't seen, these are not washable tattoos. Um, so <laughs> I was wondering if you thought maybe I didn't go in the pool cause I didn't want to wash them off, but, but no, they're, they're real. And so that's, that's, you know, just uh, a visual of, of here's, here was Chris just trying to, to live um, are unthankful for, for how God created me and, and coveting um, a different look um, a different, um, style of life. Um, again, idolizing what people thought about me, um, desperately caring about that. Um, and, and that never changed from childhood. That was just all throughout just, just craving people's approval. I wouldn't say I wanted them to bow down to me, but I wanted them to, to approve or to like me. Um, one just crazy example of this is, I remember right before uh, a summer camp, I had longer hair, and I wanted to put my hair up, and I kept going back and forth on whether it looked good or not, or whether people would like it. I would look at it and be like, "Oh, that's goofy," and then I would put it down and be like, "No, I really want the hair out of my face, so I need to do it," and 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 just like um, it. If you know this verse, memorize it, Proverbs 29, right, 25. The fear of man brings a snare, All right? It would just debilitate me, um, and that was throughout my whole life. It would render me useless. It would leave me incapable of, of helping others, Um and so, so that just happened all throughout um, my time in 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 high school and in the Navy. Um, so, so after my first duty station in the Navy, that which was San Diego. Um, I was expecting to go to to Camp Pendleton, so to stay in like the nice part of of Southern California. I didn't want to go to the East Coast; it's too cold. Um, I liked I liked the warm, and and the recruiter told me, "Hey, twenty nine or uh, uh, Camp Pendleton is is locked locked in for you." I said, "Great, this is this is so good." And then two weeks later, um, they called me. And they said, 29 Palms is your newest location. I said, 29 Palms? And if you don't know 29 Palms, they they call it the armpit of California. Um, And not a groomed armpit, you know? Not one that's like really, not like deodorant and shaved and nice and pretty, but like European style. (laughs) If any Europeans are listening right now. (laughs) cut that out <laughs> uh, so so yeah so so imagine right everybody knew 29 palms to be the spot where you didn't want to go and so what what's crazy is all my ears going to church here here's how like the thing the right thing i knew what the right thing to say i i said well the lord is sovereign you know and i and i just i just said that you know, um, I knew how to say things like that. I knew how to say, uh, you know, I hate my sin. Uh, I remember calling my mom one time, you know, and just just telling her, man, I hate my sin so much. And yet, just that week later on, I'd just go right back to it. Just had no ability. I hated the consequences of sin. I hated the 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 feeling of guilt that sin brought. Right? But I knew how to say the right thing. I knew how to just appease my conscience for just a moment and do the right thing. So I ended up going to Twenty Nine Palms and and I, that was pretty fun. Um, I got to be with the Marines, um, and then uh, I got to be with the sniper platoon, which was which was really fun. So I, n- I never got to like become a sniper, um, but I got to um, do all the drills with them and hang out with them, um, and it was a really really great time. Um, one of the one of the members on the team, uh, his name was B J. Um, he was a Christian, um, so I remember, you know again, starting to feel convicted and guilty over my sin because, you know, I would go do things and I would be speaking a certain way. And then he, I found out he was a Christian. And, and and like time and time again, when somebody would ask me if I was a Christian, I would say, well, of course I am. I'm just not living like one. So I was, I was new to add that qualifying statement at the end. Uh, I, I am, but I, but I'm just not living like one. Uh, I, think, I think I probably was just waiting to marry a Christian girl, and at that time I was. I think I was waiting on her, um, and then I and then I would really shape up my life. Um, so, so BJ, my friend BJ, he he started taking me to church, um, and then and then around the end of 2014. So this would have been right. I'm still in 29 Palms, um, right again. The, the middle of nowhere, um, pretty much the the external idols that I. Could gravitate towards the Lord providentially move those uh, uh, move those out of my life. And I couldn't watch TV because the barracks didn't have TVs. Um, you know, just just I had to work really hard if I wanted to sin. Um, but again, inwardly still a hypocrite. St- you know, still telling people I'm a Christian and still just. Ang- inside prideful inside Um, like one of the tattoos I wanted to get I was gonna get uh, the word you're gonna laugh Um, I got it from Randy Moss first so you can laugh first at Randy Moss and then you can laugh at me but it was gonna say freak because I was just so enthralled by any ability I had in life, you know, and to be on the on the sniper platoon, right? That that just puffed my heart up even more, um, and, and and I just I just ate it up, um, gave no opportunity uh, for repentance or, or true godly sorrow. But as I started going back to church with BJ, um, we he left, and I started attending the the base church. Um, so around 2014, I, I don't have a a conversion story like Sarah, where 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 her grandfather died. Um, but all I know is is at the end of 2014, somewhere around then, I heard the gospel. I responded in true repentance and faith. I, I put my faith in a risen Savior, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and you may be saying, "Well, well, how do you know? How, how do you know that this was the real thing?" Um, and 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 if you're here today, and maybe you don't have a, a clear testimony, uh, maybe you don't have a, a dramatic, you know, road to Calvary. Um, but but there was a, just a couple things that I've I've seen and I've noticed since then. One I kept repenting and putting my faith in Christ. Jesus commanded his very first words were repent and believe in the gospel. i wasn 't just convicted over my sin anymore and, and and sought human efforts or human ways to to turn from that know i i started thinking okay any verses i remember just it was like uh, within a year i just grasping on to proverbs 3 5 and 6 i i didn't know anything else you know when i was faced with temptation i just said it was just thinking okay i need to trust you lord with all my heart i need to trust you um and and so i started gravitating towards scripture to help me battle my sin um and i started seeing Again, right? Not perfection, right? So I, I still stand here before you, oftentimes, a hypocrite. I still have been a hypocrite in my life. Um, but, but what's different is when I see that hypocrisy, I realize that my sin is against who? First and foremost, God, right? Right? When I act hypocritically towards Sarah or uh, maybe even to you guys, um, my sin, first and foremost, is not against her and it's not against you. It's against God and God Himself. Um, But I don't just stop there because then I would be in self-pity because when I think about my sin long enough and that becomes really sorrowful, right? And and that's good. We do need to think about our sin and we do need to to mourn over our sin. But we also need to turn from that and and then where do we place our eyes? Where do we look to for hope when we realize, "Wow, I'm a sinner and I deserve God's wrath and I deserve God's judgment." Even for sins that no one else sees, where do I? Where should I look? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Because He tells me to. Because I want to. Because there's no other place I can go to. Because there's nobody else that's going to receive me for who I am. Um, and so that's how I know that my conversion. Is genuine. Again, I'm justified, right? At the end of 2014, there is a date in history that only God knows where He declared me righteous. But since then, it has been a repentance, a faith in Christ, a growing love for His Word, a, a, an intense desire to know it and to apply it. Um, and so. If you guys have any questions, right, any doubts, um, you know, this is why we're sharing our testimony. One, we want to give you guys also um, uh, an example of of here's what a testimony looks like. And and you guys can read that in in Acts 22 and I believe it's 24. but then ask questions. If you see any of your leaders, um, ask them about their conversion. Ask them about their sanctification. Um, and we would all love to, to talk to you. <clears throat> so, that's it. We have... Um, you can a We have nine minutes, so uh, I have one question for them, and I want you guys to uh, ask them a question. So when you guys met in the Navy, um, you guys didn't start talking right away. No. What, uh, What attracted you guys to each other that started the relationship that led to your marriage? Go ahead and I didn't say that because I want to hear <laughs> free throws man um, free throws yeah all that time being grounded and practicing my free throws paid yeah. off paid
0: um, off I would say well I knew who he was in boot camp so I thought he was attractive um, and then we were we weren't living in the same state so we just began talking over email and
1: about a about a year or a year and a half after, right mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. So I think that was helpful to just be able to get to know each other that way instead of like the physical things kind of getting in the way and, like clouding everything um, and I was really attracted to his hum- um, what was it? humor <laughs> so yeah, his humor and just taking the time to, like, write me. We would write, like, super long emails all the time just talking about random things. And it was just fun talking to him. So it was just enjoyable. It was like we were hanging out even though we were in other parts of the world. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we, yeah, we we weren't believers when we uh, first met and when we first started talking um, uh, but, but one of the unique things about Sarah that I love is, and, and loved and, and, and currently is, is who she is. Um, e- even then I was just captured by what entertained her, what she could talk about. I just wanted to talk to her because I liked what she said, um, I also, you know, I I think it was just, I think it was a unique time of my life because um, every other um, relationship I had at that, at that time was, was sinful. Um, So, so just getting to know her was, was really special. And, and I, and I really, really treasured that. Um, So. Questions, guys, about their testimony? Either for Sarah and Mr. Ray. How far apart were you each? Oh, so I was in the 2014 and she was a little bit after that. Yeah, yeah. It was really neat because um, I, I I idolized her like from I, I in 2012. I I told my mom. I think I told her I was gonna date her. Um, And this was just over email, you know, so I just, I craved her, her, her friendship. Um, I'll let you tell, I'll I'll let her tell you uh, why we could never uh, be friends sometimes. (laughs) Um, But um, I remember when when the Lord saved me, you know, I was going to go to deployment. Um, and it was neat. It was, it was really one of the first times. Um, one of the first times that we had, no, it was the only time we had stopped talking and I had peace about it. Um, I just trusted the Lord, uh, I knew He knew who my wife was, um you know, and, and I was going on deployment um you know it wasn't a combat tour, but we were prepared for as if it were um so that was just kind of on my my mind also um but 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 I really desired her friendship and a relationship with her, and the Lord saved me and I didn't care if we were together or not. And that to me again just continues to blow my mind when when the Lord reveals to you your sin and and then reveals promises in his word in your heart and you just rest in that. You know? I it just keeps happening in my life and I keep, you know, being in awe that God is a is a saving God. If uh... Your friend should be coming soon. Um, for for both of you, if you, Sarah, if you could talk to the twelve-year-old Sarah today, let's say you know she's right here, the the twelve twelve-year-old you, what would you tell her? You know, just briefly and quickly,
0: and, and same same for you, Chris. What would be your? One, two sentences, advice. Seventh grade? um,
1: Yeah, seventh seventh
0: grade. I would want to share the gospel, and that that's the most important thing to be focused on in this world, um, because this world is not our home, and because life is so short, and we're not promised tomorrow, not promised the rest of today. We could die literally on the way home from anywhere, it's, it's all in the Lord's timing as when he wants to take us from this earth, so today is the day of salvation, and really, like, all things aside, like, there's fun things in life, and there's great things to do, but really nothing else matters, except like, for eternity, and where we're going to go after we die, and God created us to worship him, and to know him, so he's the one who gave us his life, we ought to like worship him, and honor him with our lives.
1: Um, for twelve-year-old me, I, I think we would, I think I would have gotten along with him and been able to speak speak freely. Yeah, we would probably would have shot hoops first, you know. Um, went to In and Out um, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I I think I I would have been Frank again. This would have been to me, um, but I think I would have just. It just would have said god opposes your proud your pride god is god is against everything that you think that you are and all of the unthankfulness that you're redirecting towards the lord um that would be over an extended conversation you know um but but i would really um, you know point him to passages like first Peter five that says to humble yourselves um, young men humble yourselves um, I would have said it earlier i w- I wish I could have said it to five year old me six year old me um, you know i'm i'm really thankful and and, I, and every day I think you know how gracious and merciful the Lord is um, but there's still so many um, Old habits in my life that I am just always constantly battling and, and the temptations and just ingrained into my heart. Um, you know I'm thankful for the Lord's providence and and that even at, at an age like this I'm just really being shown just how how uh, insignificant I, I, I really am before the Lord, but but how much He He really does love me um, because He sent His Son to die for me. Thank you guys.